0: hard yuck that is a very firm yuck on my end
1: hey and welcome to the Meet Your Heroes podcast my name is Elliot
0: and I'm Audrey
1: and this is the podcast where we ignore the conventional wisdom and get to know what big horn dogs your heroes really were
0: What's that conventional wisdom?
1: About the horn dogs? Yeah,
0: never meet your horn dogs. <laughs> yes,
1: never meet your horn dogs.
0: <laughs> oh, that's the one.
1: That is it. Man, how's life?
0: You know what, man? <laughs> it's Honestly, not great.
1: I could not. I think I could not imagine one thing I could possibly do to improve life in any way. I just think, if I rack my brain, really nothing coming up blanks.
0: I mean, to be fair, we live in abundance. Oh, yes. We have so much privilege. We actually are handling this much better than I would have predicted we would have.
1: Yeah, well, that's true. (laughs) It helps to
0: have already before this not had any friends. Okay. Had a social life that depended only on each other. Yeah.
1: Actually, I take this back. And now that I think about it, if there's one thing I could improve about the world, just in general, like anywhere in the world, anything, it would be... I wish the writing this season was a little less derivative of the 2008 season. <laughs> the bailout going to the wealthy corporations again was just like, come on, like we've seen this one before, right. getting lazy. Right. Other than that, eh.
0: man, yeah. Anyway, we're here, making it happen, bringing uh, entertainment to the masses.
1: Bringing joy. And actually, before we start, just a major thank you to everybody who has gone through the trouble to... Take the device that's already in your pocket.
0: Mm-hmm. The one you're listening to this on.
1: Find podcast app and rate and review. Um, so helpful. Huge bump in listeners this week. Lots of podcasts have decreased listeners. Yeah. A uh, lot more listeners. And it's in thanks, in large part, uh, thanks to much of your kindness. Uh, and just, let's see, find some of those reviews. What we have here. Uh, I want to say thank you to Ronnie Molina. Appreciate that. J. Chone 86 and, uh, and Scottish Humpfest. Thank you so much, kind person. For Couldn't it. ask for better fans. Couldn't ask for better. Um, yes, I smack it down. Just keep smacking it up. Those yeah. stars, appreciate it's
0: it. Great review. And we've heard your feedback to make sure that Audrey's Astrology oh, no. Corner is always featured.
1: <laughs> I had to issue a Hold on, wait. post-edit apology. I'm going to have to just dramatically throw my papers to the ground here (laughs) yes we're doing audrey's astrology corner hour
0: corner if it doesn't take an hour oh that's true it's like four sentences good point okay Mm -hmm. um so let's get into it
1: so uh which hero are we getting to know today
0: we are getting to know none other than elvis presley
1: Oh, Mr. Uh, Hip-swinging. Blue suede shoes. Yes, that guy. Hound
0: dog singing. Yeah. Not horn dog. Hound dog.
1: (laughs) Okay, okay, yes. (laughs) Hound dog.
0: Uh, What do you know about Elvis?
1: He was a hip gyrating rock star. Those are some things. Uh,
0: Let's go back to the beginning. Okay,
1: sure. Where do we start?
0: All right. So Elvis was born on January 8th, 1935, which, uh, you know what this means? No. Audrey's Astrology Corner. Already. Already. <laughs> Giving the people what they want. So as a Capricorn born on January 8th, this person would be well known for their social, charming, and hardworking personality— Um, Although there are many people that prefer solitude, this person is most energized by social settings, uh, especially where they can display their charm, warmth, and wit. Uh, This person likely has a flair for music, the arts, and um, dealing with money. So take from that what you will.
1: How does (laughs) does astrology deal with identical twins?
0: So it is really funny that you ask that because Elvis was actually... An identical twin.
1: No, I didn't know this. He was. I really did not.
0: Yes, but his brother was born, still born.
1: Oh, yikes. So the, well, okay, so the horoscope, much less accurate for the brother.
0: Jesus, yes.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, but see, this is the thing. Okay, just saying.
0: Okay, so he was born in Tupelo, Mississippi. His father apparently moved from job to job, never really showed a ton of ambition, didn't have a steady career. They were very poor lot of housing insecurity um just not he did not have a lot as a child so for his 10th birthday he got a guitar although he really wanted a rifle or bicycle he ended up with a guitar um he started playing then but wasn't wasn't very good when he took it to school one time and like was playing and some kids in the schoolyard noticed liked it whole bunch of other kids in the schoolyard made fun of him for the guitar. Uh, no, they made fun of him for the trashy hillbilly music he played.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, that make, that checks out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. At this point, he is living in a mostly black neighborhood in Mississippi. Uh, Everybody sort of, like, taunts him for being a mama's boy. They taunt him for not having a lot of money. It was just, like, a rough go for Elvis up to middle school.
1: Hillbilly mama's boy.
0: Hillbilly mama's boy. New band name, I called it. <laughs> Uh, around age 13, his family moved to Memphis. Dad gets a job. They go to Memphis. His first year of school in Memphis, he uh, gets a C in music with the music teacher telling him, like, you have no talent. Don't bank on singing and stop telling everybody that you're a good singer because you're bad at this.
1: Wow. That's very direct feedback.
0: And It's something like that. I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what he does instead is he gets a bunch of kids who also like playing music to sort of form like a little group and he starts performing at talent shows so he's painfully shy in school but he sort of opens up when he gets on stage
1: do we know what elvis's band was called
0: um no Uh, elvis scotty and bob or something like that
1: his real name is elvis his real name's elvis so many of these people have like stage names like birth name like
0: elvis aaron like marion for example marion
1: Oh, sorry. I don't want to give any spoilers for a future upcoming episode, but we have a famous uh, person named Marion <laughs> who did not go by Marion.
0: Oh, okay. Got it. Yes. Um, Elvis Aaron Presley. That's okay. his That's his full name. He and this little group, nobody expects him to do very well. He gets on stage, wins a couple of talent shows, turns out- Take that, music teacher. Yes. Take that. Um, in addition to winning talent shows, he's also popular at school or more popular at school because he has started to style his hair with Vaseline and rose water. You could never
1: wash that out. Yeah. Well, I can attest it does work and it looks great. Oh, does it? It just doesn't wash out. That's true.
0: How would it ever wash out? And if you're just adding more and more Vaseline to your hair?
1: No, I I started it when I was 13 as well. And it just, it hasn't come out since.
0: (laughs) How have I never noticed? Anyway, so by 1953, he's graduated high school. He's trying out all over Memphis for for a variety of like quartets and other musical groups. He's hanging out on Beale Street. He is like grooving with the music scene. Nobody wants him to join their music groups because this motherfucker can't harmonize. Right. And so he's trying out for all these quartets and these bands, and they're like, "No, you sound okay." By yourself, but you sound very bad with the rest of us. Yeah, you
1: are not a team player.
0: Not a team player. A lot of folks know the sort of, like, musical origin story of Elvis. He pays some money to go to Sun Records. He says to, like, quote, just hear what it sounds like to have one of his songs on a record.
1: Oh, like he paid to have them, like, paid for studio time.
0: Studio time, yes. When he could have paid much less for a, like, much more modest recording studio right down the street he but he paid more because he wanted to be discovered yeah yeah so you know what rolling the dice worked out at the time at the same time that this is happening so he's like positioning himself to be heard the studio owner was looking basically to get more white people to listen to the records that sun records was producing and he was like if i can get some white guy to sound like a lot of our black acts then I could probably sell a whole bunch of records
1: oh wow so this yeah this ends up becoming a thing but this is like the very beginning of this like a uh, white of black music right. on pop culture yeah
0: people talk about it like it's this happenstance thing that like Elvis is all about rockabilly and he just came in he's a very manufactured act who wanted to be famous and the studio exec was pretty opportunistic about it and was like hey
1: we have all this great music by black artists that nobody will listen to because they're black artists yeah you record it great we'll make money exactly He spent the
0: early 50s traveling around, making a name for himself, touring, um, smaller venues, people starting to get to know him. They're like, wow, this guy is a cultural phenom. We've never seen anything like this. This is wild. By 1956, he has some early commercial success, right? So he's been on a few late night TV shows. Um, He's had like 10 songs released or like printed
1: Oh yeah, wait. Okay, so fifties is like late night TV, like Johnny Carson, mm-hmm. uh, Ed Sullivan. Oh, Ed Sullivan. Okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. Folks like Ed Sullivan. Ed Sullivan hated him at first. Oh, okay, gotcha. Uh, was very concerned about his image. Elvis is twenty one at this point. In late April of that year, he began this two week residency at this casino in Las Vegas. Um, but the shows were very poorly received because, like, the audience there is generally like more conservative, middle aged hotel guests. And someone called it like a jug of corn liquor at a champagne party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Which honestly doesn't sound that bad. It
0: sounds great. What a treat. (laughs) Someone just rolls in with a jug of corn liquor here to spice up your champagne party. Okay,
1: yes, fair. Needless to say, to summarize, he was no Britney Spears.
0: He was no Britney Spears. He was pretty hated. So this is the same time period that the Catholic Church and then a whole bunch of critics get really worked up over how overtly sexual Elvis's performances are. Now, this is a part of his biography where he's pretty fucking badass, right? <laughs> like, when the church orders, like, a cease and desist on your hips, then, yes. you know, I'll give him that. I'll give him you've
1: that. You've got, like, Copernicus. Right. And you've got... Elvis. Right.
0: So the the Catholic Church said that Presley is a definite danger to the security of the United States because his actions and motions were such as to rouse the sexual pass- passions of teenaged youth.
1: I mean, look, all I'm saying is short hop, skip, and a jump from Elvis to sex in the mud at Woodstock. So Right, right. They weren't wrong.
0: Indeed. Um, other critics went on to say things like... That his body movements primarily identified with the repertoire of the blonde bombshells of a burlesque runway, and wait, oh yeah, was he too girly? Uh, I just uh, he's like an exotic
1: dancer. He's
0: just a lot of thrusting, a lot yes. of
1: thrusting, so much thrusting. It's hard. It's hard to like call out somebody for thrusting when you can't use the word thrusting because it's against your sensibilities. <laughs> right. so you're like, have you seen the? scandalous gyrations right of the the devilment No. no i know
0: yeah um one publication goes this as far as to say that pop music has reached its lowest depths in the quote grunt and groin antics of one elvis presley who rotates his pelvis and gave an exhibition that was suggested and suggestive and vulgar, tinged with the kind of animalism that should be confined to dives and bordellos. So they're like, well, if he was a juggalo, this would be great. <laughs> yes. Juggalo? Jiggalo. Jiggalo. Juggalo, that's ICP, right?
1: Yes.
0: <laughs> I mean, if he Which, wasn't a juggalo, he'd be pretty great too. He'd be
1: pretty great as well. <laughs> Just way ahead of his time.
0: Um, Man, I cannot wait to get on Photoshop after this and put some <laughs> ICP paint on a photo Of oh, Elvis. Was- Oof you're welcome friends anyway so that doesn't stop his rise to the top because the catholic church hates it some music critics hate it but you know who doesn't fucking hate it teenage girls women mm-hmm. girls and that is where he gets himself into some trouble because elvis was a big fucking creep he's wildly successful he's doing shows tvs he's even starring in some movies but
1: oh, he's got movies now
0: Yeah, he makes movies, then he gets drafted to the army, comes back, makes more movies. All the while, he's fucking with a whole lot of 14-year-old girls. Oh, my. So let's talk about some important backstory. Why this might be the case. Why this mid-20s professional pop star might be into teenage girls. It's not just because he could be.
1: Yeah, I mean, it won't be the last one.
0: This may or may not be related. Okay. But he slept in the same bed as his mom until he was a teenager. Oh, my. So some accounts, some folks say, like, well, they were very poor. Maybe they only had one bed, um, which is maybe. But a whole lot of other folks imply that it was quite voluntary. Oh, my. He and his mother were inseparable. She didn't even let him, like, go play outside with other boys because she did not want him out of her sight for, like, all of his childhood disturbing as that is. Yeah. It's yeah, not that's quite disturbing. as gross as the fact that up until her death, they used baby talk with each other.
1: Oh. 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 <laughs> grown, a grown man.
0: Yes. Yes. And like we talked about, he was it was well known that he was a mama's boy.
1: Yeah, but that's just ooh,
0: next level. That didn't fare very well when he hit puberty. Because his Pursuit of girls his age uh, were was apparently indefatigable. That's the right word? Indefatigable? Yes,
1: I've heard yeah. it said indefatigable. Indefatigable. And if you're 14 and you're going after 14-year-old girls, understandable. Yeah. I'm trying to get to the part where mm-hmm. he turns 15, 16, 22, 25.
0: It's a gradual thing that happens, but it is mostly... Um, the result of just constant rejection. So he's 14. He's like hungering for these girls. He's still sleeping in bed with his mom.
1: Yeah, I can see how they didn't go over well with him.
0: Nobody would go out with him. Right? He does, however, get a 15-year-old girlfriend when he's 19 and 20 and 21 Ugh. and 22. Um, and that 15-year-old girl is named Dixie Locke. Uh, apparently, that was like his first real girlfriend.
1: So what I'm hearing is that Elvis is basically the creep who, like, after high school, doesn't leave the small town and then still hangs around and then dates the high schoolers. Yes. Or dates being, like, a strong word there. Yes. Mm
0: -hmm. A lot of articles uh, and accounts of Elvis's personal life. Like, to really vamp up the salaciousness of some of the things that Elvis was into.
1: Wait, on top of sleeping with 14-year-olds?
0: Oh, that is mostly omitted. Oh, okay. Um, And I'm not trying to, like, yuck anybody's yum. Okay. He apparently had a foot fetish.
1: Okay. Neat.
0: Cool. Whatever two consenting adults do between them, like, I do not give a fuck. No,
1: that's not true. You know, if you heard some celebrities were in a smorgit, you would really be interested in. I'd be interested, a... yes, <laughs> but it
0: wouldn't. I wouldn't be like, "Oh, you're a creep." I'd be like, "Okay, that's new information. <laughs> I'm gonna process that somehow." The problem with what Elvis was into is that oftentimes it did not involve adults, and sometimes it didn't involve consent. So we're going to not talk about this next point later. So I'm going to mention it now because the rest of this is about getting weird with teenagers. He was very voyeuristic in a lot of his sexual exploitations. So he put like two-way mirrors in some of the rooms in his house. And then he would have like big parties and he would just like watch people have sex.
1: Oh. oh.
0: Right? So Mm. like there's not a lot of consent there. Anyway, so back to the pedophilia.
1: <laughs> um,
0: one of his biographers, this person named Reuben Fine, noted that Elvis, quote, quickly became attached to teenage girls and he loved to have them wearing white panties in bed with him. For a long time, he would not have sex with him because he described them as jailbait. Um, another person who wrote about Elvis stated that Elvis's closest female relationships were usually with young girls of 14 or 15, and ended when they reached late teens. Okay. He goes out of his way to point out that for a lot of these girls, he didn't have sex with them. But instead, as if this is better, had pajama parties, pillow fights, and indulged in girl talk, just as he did with his mother, Gladys.
1: Oh, this is so creepy. It gets worse. Oh, no. So, uh,
0: he goes on to say, as a, and this is, this is a term I've never heard before, and it really creeps me out. As a perpetual youth, Ooh. Elvis was attracted to young women, and Elvis felt comfortable with these adolescent girls because he was so insecure, and that's why he needed younger girls.
1: Yeah, no, that's not, that's not like a good reason to be in bed with 14-year-olds in their underwear, no. No,
0: no, they... <laughs> A lot of these people say like, well, he didn't have sex with all of these girls. Well, it's no,
1: like, well, okay. So first of all, if you start with, you're talking about them. a group of 14 year olds and you're like, oh, he didn't have sex with all of them. Just yeah. stop. You're I not know. helping the case.
0: Right? I know. I know. It's, I don't care what you're doing. If you are a adult man in bed with teenage, like barely teenage girls, it's too much. That's not appropriate. Anyway, I've got two more quotes that make it even worse. So, (laughs) another biographer, this woman named Alana Nash, um, also confirms that the singer had a predilection for young adolescent girls. She says that Presley was overly attached to his mother and could not relate normally to mature women. Presumably, Presley sought out very young girls because he felt threatened by women who were older. Okay, feel threatened.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, this isn't, yeah, I'll put it this way. There's a lot of people who have very close relationships with their mother who aren't in bed with 14 year olds? Yes.
0: So like It's actually that's most people. Yeah. <laughs> most people who have a close relationship with their mother do not prey on children.
1: Yeah, I either feel like we are missing part of the story or just like this is not a good not even a good explanation. I don't even say it's excuse because it's not an excuse. It's just not even it doesn't even like make sense to me. I
0: I did leave out a detail where his mother does he dies young. So not not so young that
1: she's 14
0: that she's 14 but he starts to like really get needy and like fill this like insecure void because no one's like doting on him all the time um this last quote which really just brings it all together is from his primary bodyguard elvis's bodyguard said that elvis needed someone to baby more than he needed a sex partner He craved the attention of someone who adored him without the threat of sexual pressure, much as a mother would. Elvis befriended some of these young girls who used to cluster adoringly adoringly in his driveway. Some of the girls were as young as 14. They romped with Elvis in the doughboy pool and challenged him to watermelon seed spitting contests. They also slipped into his bedroom for rambunctious pillow fights. Sometimes they would all sit cross legged with him on the bed, flipping through his fan magazines or admiring his stuffed animal collection. Often they would all lie down together and cuddle. But what went on was horseplay, not foreplay.
1: This is without a doubt the absolute worst in the Babysitter's Club series. <laughs> the
0: worst, yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is one 14 year old that he does end up having a relationship with. At least. At least. Well, one that... The most famous one. Okay. Priscilla.
1: Oh, she's 14 at the time. Yep.
0: 1959. He's already famous. He's 24. He's been shipped to Germany during his stint in the army. There he meets um, Priscilla. She's 14. Over the course of the time that they're in Germany, he courts her. Um Apparently, they basically kiss make out have an intimate relationship but they do not have sex and then they sort of like maintain this relationship when he moves back to the u.s when she's 17 so three years later she convinces her parents to let her move into his home in memphis with him and they're like cool he's a charming upstanding world famous superstar Why not?" yeah so he's a famous superstar yeah but like uh, if you if you
1: got together with this guy at 14
0: And she's a high school senior at this point, (sighs) right? So during this time that she's living with him, he would give her speed constantly because he wanted her to go to school, graduate, but also stay up all night with him
1: for the pillow talk. For the pillow talk.
0: Honest to God, it was pillow talk. So he was obsessed, like, obsessed with her virginity. This is a theme that comes up time and time again when he later goes on to date other teenagers and other women. So they don't have sex. Instead, Elvis, this is what Priscilla said. So instead of consummating our love in the usual way, Elvis began teaching me other means of pleasing him. It was the era of the Polaroid camera. He was the director and I his star, acting out fantasies. We dressed up and undressed, played and wrestled, told stories, acted out our fantasies, and invented scenes. Whether it was dressing up in my school uniform and playing at being a sweet, innocent schoolgirl, or a secretary coming home from work and relaxing in the privacy of her own bedroom, or a teacher seducing his student, we were always inventing new stories. Okay,
1: so two of those were you're a little schoolgirl, Right, and the other one mm-hmm. is I'm just relaxing in the privacy of my bedroom and I'm pretending I can't see you while you're just watching me. Yes. Oh.
0: Again, not trying to yuck people's yum. Really yucking, making a 17-year-old I, do that. Yes. Hard yuck. That is a very firm yuck on my end. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Oof.
0: On the plus side, he's having sex with a whole bunch of other women.
1: Well, on the plus side, hopefully because they are not 14?
0: They're, I don't know. I don't know. During this time, he's like controlling Priscilla. He is. And
1: and he's making sure that she and him are not having sex. Right. But he's having sex with a bunch of other people.
0: A bunch of other women. At the same time, he is telling people that Priscilla was young enough that he can train her any way he wants. (sighs) So he, of the time, she says that she became Elvis's living doll to fashion as he pleased. He had caps placed on her teeth, uh, had her do like posture lessons. He had her hair dyed black like his. God, this just sounds more and more like a
1: horror movie every right? moment. He
0: made her get this like matching pompadour. He picked out all of her clothing. He forced her to walk around their house with a book on her head. Um, and he would have her change her clothes like two or three times a day to get just the right outfit that he wanted. Right. That is so creepy. It's so creepy. It's so creepy eventually his manager was like you need to marry this woman or move on and he was like well if i move on then everybody's going to be like that's weird you had a teenager living in your house and then she got older and i left
1: her yes it was weird it was weird weird.
0: (laughs) they get married 1967 may 1st they have sex on their wedding night she gets pregnant on their honeymoon and almost immediately elvis was like Yo, pump the brakes. I'd like a trial separation.
1: <laughs> After the honeymoon.
0: <laughs> Seven months pregnant. He leaves her for oh a brief gosh. period of time. Because this woman who he is like for eight years obsessed about her virginity is now having sex with him. She is, I don't know, twenty-one, so twenty-two. So she's like and way pregnant. out of his old hag. Old hag. <laughs> she's pregnant he really really hated the idea of having sex with someone who's had a kid they get back together Lise marie is born exactly nine months after their wedding day of the time priscilla said you know he had mentioned before we were married that he had never been able to make love to a woman who'd had a child so he didn't he basically just like stopped having sex yeah, with her yeah
1: oh my god. but he
0: definitely kept having sex with a whole bunch of other women where before, Priscilla was like, well, I was a teenager. You know, we weren't in a marriage or a relationship. She sort of like turned a blind eye. Mm-hmm. Now she's like, hey, we're married. We have a kid. Please stop fucking other people and come back and have sex with me. And he's like, mm, that's going to be a no from me. No. Ooh. So she has an affair and attempts to leave him. She comes in and she's like, hey, I've been fucking this karate teacher and I'm leaving you. And instead of handling it like an adult he forces himself on her and says this is how a real man makes love to a woman which i would call assault
1: yes yes
0: anyway so she's 27 they get divorced
1: oh that doesn't work
0: it doesn't work he at this point just for context just so we're very clear he's almost 40 he's 37 which is the perfect age to get a new fourteen-year-old girlfriend?
1: No, still fourteen.
0: Yes. Um, a young, a young girl, a child, named Rika Smith. Later, she would go on to say, like, nothing untoward happened in their relationship. Yes. Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and just to clarify again, the position of this podcast <laughs> is that bringing fourteen-year-olds into your bed in their underwear mm-hmm. is a bad thing. Right. Even if you don't, even have if you, penetrative sex. Yes. Even if you cannot. Technically say you've committed statutory rape. Right. It's mm-hmm. still our 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 humble opinion is don't do that. Strongly advise against.
0: He dates this girl, they have a relationship for six months. And um then he leaves her for a twenty-one year old.
1: Twenty-one year old? I
0: know. Wild, right? This um this actress, she was twenty-one, she was like sort of girl next door. She talks about how Elvis was, like, obsessed with taking her virginity after they'd been in a relationship for a while. Their relationship goes south. She describes it as sexless and uh, gloomy by the time they actually break up. A few years later, Elvis gets a new girlfriend. Her name is Ginger. The story with Ginger is not of uh, statutory rape. It's of um, wild drug use and abuse. Okay, so he, at this point, is he, like,
1: famous, famous...
0: Oh, I mean, it's like the '70s. He's so famous. Oh, he's he was, like th-
1: he's past his peak. He's past his peak. He's like been yeah, he's like the like number all, one Elvis superstar. He's forty, so he's yes. like on the down. Yes, slope.
0: this is when people talk about like fat Elvis. This Got is it. like the fat Elvis period, right? He is really addicted to a cocktail of drugs, and he has also become a compulsive eater. One example of this abuse of ginger that she recounts was a time when she wouldn't bring him more yogurt. And he was, like, compulsively eating yogurt. And he was, like, go get me yogurt. And she was, like, I don't think you need more yogurt. And so she goes to, like, take a nap. And he just, like, shoots a gun at the headboard above her. What the fuck? (laughs) Yeah. He called it, a quote, attention getter. That does get attention. It does. Um, He also, during this time, shot their TV. And he um, chased a child, like a small boy. Off his property with a machine gun.
1: Oh, with a machine gun.
0: Because that boy was playing with Lisa Marie, his daughter.
1: Wait, okay. So we mm -hmm. went from clearly has issues hanging with teenage girls to now, like, started a bunch of drugs, compulsive eating, and is, like, shooting guns all over the place. Big time. Yeah. Sometimes, like, at people generally. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes.
0: So... He's, he's with Ginger at this point. It's the 70s. Things don't end well for him. Um, Elvis never really gets past the cocktail of drugs, compulsive eating, past his glory days, downward spiral. Shortly after getting engaged to Ginger, Elvis dies. That's where the story ends. Which is a whole lot wrapped up in a... Uh, 30 minute podcast.
1: Or so they say it or is. Or so they say,
0: right? He could be at some gas station in Albuquerque for all we know.
1: Yeah, never really understood why that was the thing to live on. Like, why Elvis would be the one that got to stay alive.
0: A lot of things, a lot of weird things are happening in this uh simulation right now.
1: That's true. We, yeah. Got we jumped the shark.
0: Out. We jumped the shark like two millennia ago. Yes. Yeah.
1: Wow. So I definitely imagined he would be uh, a creep in some way. The baby talk with the mom and then like 14-year-old pillow fights was not the way that I actually like particularly thought this was going to go.
0: Right. So this isn't like the heavy, you know, like Reagan, AIDS epidemic, drug cartel. This is just like, huh, this person... Who Who, had all the resources to get a fucking therapist.
1: And who the Catholic Church was like, (laughs) says exudes dangerous amounts of raw sexual energy. Toward
0: teenage girls. They were right. You know what? You know what? Catholic Church, I'll give you this one. (laughs) That one's yours. You can have it. Not in the way you thought. No. But (laughs) I concede. Yes.
1: (laughs) I concede. If the Catholic Church wants to get a hold of us, how can they reach us?
0: Oh, they can find us.
1: At your heroes Pod <laughs> On Instagram, Twitter, Scrabbler, Flankster. Grizzle. And grizzle. <laughs> and Wolf.
0: Um, you can also email us at yourheroespod at gmail.com. If you have questions, comments, ideas for future episodes. Um, if you like this, please rate and review. Click subscribe. Until next time.
1: Don't be a hero.
0: Do not be a hero. Bye.